The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. At that time, Jesus withdrew to the region of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a Canaanite woman of that district came and called out, Have pity on me, Lord, son of David. My daughter is tormented by a demon. But Jesus did not say a word in answer to her. Jesus' disciples came and asked him, Send her away, for she keeps calling out after us. He said in reply, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But the woman came and did Jesus homage, saying, Lord, help me. He said in reply, It is not right to take the food of the children and throw it to the dogs. She said, Please, Lord, for even the dogs eat the scraps that fall from the table of their masters. Then Jesus said to her in reply, O woman, great is your faith. Let it be done for you as you wish. And the woman's daughter was healed from that hour. The Gospel of the Lord. Have pity on me, Lord, Son of David. But Jesus did not say a word in answer to her. Who of us hasn't had this experience of lifting up even a desperate prayer to God? Maybe for hours or days or weeks. Lord, please help me. Help them. And it feels And it felt like we received no answer. Just a few months into my priesthood, I encountered a a young woman named Mackenzie who changed my life. She was diagnosed with brain cancer when she was probably 10 or 11. And she had battled valiantly for four or five years against this awful disease. And she had stabilized, but within a couple of me couple months of me being in her parish, it looked like she was turning for the worst. And indeed, I got to accompany her and her family in her last month of life. It was some of the most heartbreaking moments of my whole life, just shedding tears and begging the Lord, please, Lord, do something. Help me. Help them. I prayed with the family, and it felt like our prayers weren't being answered. I don't have any explanations for why God didn't intervene there, and I don't have any explanations for all of the tragedies that we've experienced in our lives. I can't explain how God, if, if God answered our prayers. But I know that when my earthly life has finished and I behold God face to face, I will never be able to rightly say to Him, You were so unfair. You were so unjust. How could you do this to me, to us? Because when I behold Him face to face, I'll see the bigger plan. And the only thing I'll be able to say is, Lord, I'm sorry for my lack of faith. I'm sorry for my lack of trust. Your plan was better than I could have possibly imagined. 
Jesus in the gospel today, it looks like he is being about as mean as you possibly could be. Israelites, Jews, didn't have anything to do with these pagan nations. And he even reinforced one of the lies and accusations of the enemy that she would have been hearing from other Jews. You're a dog. You're not worth it. You're not good enough. Your prayers aren't that valuable. Sometimes we can feel those same voices accusing us in our time of prayer. You're not good enough. That's why your prayers aren't being answered. You're not holy enough. You're not trying enough. We know ultimately Jesus, He keeps her at a distance for a time because He being God also knows if He gives her the appearance of not wanting to listen to her prayer, and we know that ultimately He does, He will draw out from her even greater faith than if He had answered her request right off the bat. She is one of only a couple of people in all of the Gospels that say, you have great faith. And how beautiful that it's this foreigner that would have been looked down upon by all of the foreigners. One thing that absolutely does happen when we pray with perseverance for something, even when it doesn't feel like we're not receiving an answer, one thing definitely does happen. It changes us. It increases our faith. It increases our intimacy with Jesus. Even if it's the intimacy of being with Jesus on the cross, saying to the Father, My God, my God, why have you abandoned me? And there are just going to be times when we feel like that. Blessed are we if we continue to persevere anyway, even when we have no reason to believe. I know at the end of our life, when we behold God face to face, when we get to do a replay of these moments, when we persevered in faith, God will say, well done, good and faithful servant, beloved son, beloved daughter, you persevered. And I'm so proud of you for that. As we approach this altar, we're about to witness something that's hard for our minds, hard for faith to wrap around. And that's the reality that this bread is about to become Jesus. And so as we bring the gifts to the altar, we're always invited to lay down those difficult things but also those areas of gratitude when we have tasted and seen that the Lord is good. We want to lay it all down at His feet. We know that God sometimes puts hard situations, especially in the lives of our loved ones, and He can use that because many of you parents, all of you parents and grandparents know what you wouldn't do for yourself, you will do for your children and your grandchildren. You would do anything for them, including draw nearer to the Lord and have greater faith in Him. God won't override someone else's free will, so we can't force them to do something. But by our prayers, we can help dispose their heart to say yes to Jesus, to His love for them. And God willing, we'll also be able to see great miracles. Jesus, we thank You and we praise You. You are faithful And you hear our prayers even when we don't feel like you hear our prayers. 
Jesus, your heart breaks with our heartbreak. Jesus, you cry tears with our tears. We ask you, Jesus, to increase our faith. Help us persevere in prayer when it feels like we're wasting our time. In the name of Jesus, I rebuke any doubt or disbelief, any lack of faith, lack of trust. And I breathe upon us now a new spirit of trust, of steadfast hope and faith, especially in the valley of darkness. Jesus, increase our faith. Jesus, increase our faith. Jesus, increase our faith. Amen.